Welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries therein for to which on 4795. Uh, we got a great show for you, I think. Um, <laughs> I like to I think. Now, uh, sorry. First of all, apologies for last week. We did not have a show. We recorded a show, but there was so many technical issues that when I tried to edit it together, it didn't even. I almost wanted to put it out just as a like a, just as like just here. <laughs> here's why we didn't put one out. Yeah, you, you're probably like, oh, these lazy bastards. This is yeah. what it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was literally like th- there were so many like weird. Um, zoom delays and all this stuff that like yeah there's just large swaths of the podcast where like three people are just talking over each other not saying it, like not listening <laughs> not yeah. commenting not interacting like no ping pong it's just it's, three people yeah. talking at the same time it's like a conversation with like three people with asperger's you can't pick up on social cues <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> exactly what i'm just gonna keep talking over you because i don't care what you were saying i'm only saying what i want to say but the voice you hear uh, on the man. other on the other end right there is that of Nick Whitmer, one of the hosts of this here podcast of the Oh Dear Nation. Hell yeah. Uh, Brett's running a little late. He's, uh, again, having some technical issues, I think, or just trying to connect to a hotspot. Um, so we'll get going here. We were just off off uh, line. We were just talking about New York apartments because Whitmer oh, is trying, you know, they got a baby going on. So it's time to, yeah. to move up and move out, right? Yep, trying to move on up to a two-bedroom apartment in the in New York City, and it's really hard. I figured out we can either we can either afford um, a nice place in a shithole mm-hmm. or a shithole in a nice place. Yeah, that's like all that's our know. two options. If we want to live in a nice place, we have to live in a shithole, and if yeah. we want to live in a really nice apartment, it has to be in an awful neighborhood. It's like yeah. the two, those are like the only places we can afford. There's uh, we were looking for apartments. Um, I mean that, I guess this was almost a year ago before the pandemic. So last January, we were looking for a two bedroom and all this stuff. And we were looking at like these nice places in Brooklyn and like, cause as soon as you put in two bedroom in New York, it's all these like super nice buildings with like a movie theater downstairs, pool tables, like amenities, yeah. a gym, like you need yeah. a, a key card to get in to, you know, to get into the trash room or whatever. And um, so you go in there and they show you around and it takes an hour and they show you all the amenities and go, this is our luxury cinema. We have 5D surround sound and all this stuff. And you're like, wow, this is so impressive. Our lobby is immaculate, state of the art. And you go and they t- finally take you to the apartment and it's a fucking shoebox. It's a two bedroom yeah. closet. <laughs> it's a two bedroom closet every single time. And you're always disappointed. And they're hoping that you go Oh, The thing is in New York, it's like, it's a mansion, I guess for some, like if you, if you've had a studio, then it look, anything looks nicer. But like, yeah. if you lived anywhere else, you go, no, this is a piece of shit. Like, and it's like, so, yeah. And, and it's crazy expensive too. And like, they justify yeah. it by giving you a ping pong table that you might use once. Yeah. Exactly. And then like a, a, a gym that will always have people in it to where you never feel like you can use it. Exactly. And then like a cinema room that you have to like email the people to rent out. And yep. then they never email you back. So you might as well yep. not have it. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's all these crazy amenities. It's like my friend told me this story one time that he was like a salesperson at Yelp. Yeah. And like he walked into the office building at Yelp and it's just like 
everybody in the office building is just like playing um, like ping pong and foosball. And there's like a fucking Sambuca machine or something. And they're all just like chilling. He's like, dude, this place is fucking sick. I want to work yeah. here. And then it's like, yeah, Greg, you can work here. You can start tomorrow. But oh, by the way, you don't we don't pay you. You make all your money off commission. So, right, yeah. you know, if you want to just play foosball all day, you can. But you won't make any money. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a, you're you're on your own schedule because you're a salesperson. You make all commission. So it's like yeah. there's always a catch, and they always like it. Always seems so good, but it's just it's like it just sucks. They dress it up. All those businesses I, I've said before, but all those businesses, those startup businesses with like kombucha machines and like yeah, you foosball tables and everything. They're all they all look like they were like made like set up by the kid from Blank Check. Yeah, like, like, I want a McDonald's in my fucking office. And then, like, he has no idea how to set up a fucking health plan for his employees. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll put a roller coaster. You're like, yeah. Can I just get a 401k, please? Yeah. Can I just have some benefits here? Yeah. It's, but it's like, it's, it, no, sorry, it's now just, we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that was no, technical difficulties. That was just us talking at the same time. You go ahead. Uh, but no, it's just, it's, it is funny that they, they do that. And then in the apartments, like, you're like, you know, if you had just not put in the foosball table in the hallway, yeah. maybe I could have a bigger room. Yeah. Maybe the two bedroom could be a little nicer. And that's the thing too. Like, I know what happens is they, they they come up with the design of the building and they're like, how can we pack as many units in this building as possible because mm-hmm. the more units the more money they make and i get it i understand i totally yeah. get it but like they made the conscious decision to make literally like borderline unlivable two-bedroom apartments that only spits fits a very specific niche of two young professional people who are roommates who both make good money who have no aspirations of having families or mm-hmm. have any aspirations to cook in their own apartment and the thing that they get to you to like draw those people in are all the amenities and the amenities are just like the, the, I don't know, like the, the bait and switch or whatever. Yeah. So it's like you made an entire building just like based off of a stereotype of people who you think <laughs> live in New York. Yeah. And then like someone who's like trying to start a family like me goes in and I'm like, this place is objectively fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) This place sucks. Yeah. And it's funny. No, uh, the one, the one place we saw that was like that, we left and we're like, that was like a dorm. That was like a, mm -hmm. that was like a community college. It was like, yeah, you just see young people around with like walking around with iPads downstairs. Nobody's in their apartment because their apartment sucks. Why would they be comfortable? Yeah. It's just a place to like knock on your neighbor's door and be like, you want to study? <laughs> like, it's, like, it's deplorable. Yeah. Um, and it look it looks fancy from the outside too. So you can be like, oh yeah, I live in this glass building. Look at it. And I'd be like, Ooh, you live here. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of, um, there's a story in one of Anthony Bourdain's books about, uh, this place in, in the Virgin islands. Um, there's like this rich part of the, Bur- the Virgin islands that have like, just like obscene money and people who like have so much money that they think that it's only something is only quality if it costs money. Yeah. So like they just want to go to the most expensive place. They don't want to go to the best place. Yeah. So he's telling the story. He's like, there's this cook who opened up a restaurant and like there's this very expensive part of the Virgin islands and he serves like bullshit food. 
Yeah. But he just makes it super fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so B- Bourdain goes there because he's with this girl who's like a nightmare rich person like this. And he's sitting here like eating the food and he's just like laughing because he's like, everybody here thinks that they're eating like the best food. He's yeah. like, this food sucks, but they yeah. don't know it because <laughs> of the price. Right. So basically it's like you wouldn't know if like the plate of pasta you're eating is good or not. The only, the only judge you have, it's not off the flavor of the pasta or like the composition of the pasta or what it is. It's just about the price tag. You go, oh, yeah. well, this pot, this bowl of pasta costs $38, so it must be good. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. that's what these apartments are. They're like, there's these big ass fucking glass buildings that look nice from the outside, yeah. have the gym, have the fucking thing. But they they, they actually suck. <laughs> yeah. There's actually, they're objectively terrible. Yeah. And uh, I wonder, did he, um, did he talk to the chef at all? He's he I no because I think he he kind of like he he like w- looked at the kitchen and saw the guy and kind of like just made me. the assumption that no he just made the assumption that like he's like I love this guy because he's he's ripping off all these impl- right. deplorable people and you could, he could kind of tell by the operation because he worked in kitchens for so long what their intentions were I guess so his whole mm-hmm. thing was just like he was just loving it because he was just yeah. laughing about like how dumb these people are and how they don't have any taste and yeah. they just want the most expensive thing. And this guy, this, this chef is basically just taking it. This chef is basically the real estate broker who works at these buildings. Yeah. <laughs> he's just taking <laughs> so, everybody for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, whatever, fucking you're, you're dumb. Who cares? Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy because like, and, and stuff gets inflated so much. Like we're also looking, um, we're, we're looking for like apartments. We're looking for houses. It's like, it's a whole thing. So we went this past weekend to look at some houses and, uh, we ended up looking at ha- like a house that was valued at a million dollars or that they were asking for a million. Wow. And you go in there and you go like, this is like, you really think this is worth a million dollars dude? Like, yeah, it's just like in, it's just in Connecticut. That's the only reason yeah. anybody would price it at a million dollars proximity to new york city is all it's but it's not even that close it's like an hour train ride and i'm still oh, like Jesus. i'm looking at it like this is like i don't know this is not nice there was like a roach on the floor i'm like <laughs> why, <laughs> why, why, like who who told you this is worth a million dollars it's like, crazy that to- like if you found i don't know you win the scratch off that gives you one million dollars yeah just like how depressing it is to like when you get one million dollars, you're like, oh, my God, dude, I have so much money. I know. And it's like, what can I buy? You can buy that place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you, you want to live in New York City, you can buy that place. <laughs> in the area. One OK house. <laughs> one very, very OK house. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you're like if you get a million dollars and you're like, uh, I want to go live in like Tennessee. You can be the richest oh, yeah. man in town. <laughs> <laughs> you can start your own economy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can hire gardeners and fucking yeah. start an own business. And yeah, you can be the Mr. Yeah. Burns of wherever you yeah. want to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can be the, the fucking old bitter man from It's a Wonderful Life. You're like, where the yeah. whole town hates you. <laughs> yeah. It's like me and Sarah's combined income, like it's an income that if you told me when I was a kid that me and my wife made this much money combined, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. We're doing great. (laughs) But in New York City, that's like not you can't. It's like literally you can't. If you want to have a child, you can't. It's not enough. Yeah. We could afford a decent one bedroom, but that's Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Like it's sad. 
which you know a kid doesn't work for a one bedroom um yeah i know what you mean you're like uh you're like man if i got a million dollars i'd be set like a million dollars was so much money in 1990 oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. like to the point where they made like again blank check they made a movie mm-hmm. where a kid got a million dollars and he like not only did he buy a play a buy a mansion but he also tricked it out with like a mcdonald's and all this other <laughs> shit <laughs> like, he literally employed a staff of an entire fast food restaurant <laughs> <laughs> and he still had money left <laughs> like, yeah like they should have made like the end of that movie should have been the tax man comes <laughs> the irs comes and just hey uh this is your bill for all this shit but i spent it all well i'll see you in court <laughs> yeah we're getting that money <laughs> <laughs> yeah um this is the first year that we owed money i've never owed money before uh, which yeah is i went through five years of it it sucks it really yeah. sucks i was working at a job where basically I was living paycheck to paycheck, but mm-hmm. with no taxes taken out of it. Yeah. Oof, so yeah. like, it's one of those things where like, if I had taxes taken out of it, I couldn't, I would like, I would have <laughs> gone broke. I couldn't afford to pay rent. Yeah. So like I just accumulated, you know, five grand of tax debt here, six grand of tax debt here. And it just yeah. like in this big ass, it b- blows, but you know, obviously things are better now, but, uh, it's like it's the most try. Like I would wait until like the last possible minute on April fifteenth to file taxes because I'm like I'm just gonna get bent over. What the hell's the point? Yeah. <laughs> like when well. I when I got a refund, dude, I'm like, oh, January thirteenth. I just got my W two. I'm gonna go yeah. right now. I want yeah, that yeah, tax yeah, refund. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as you start owing, you're like, fuck this, yeah. dude. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's, let's delay. Let's hold off on this. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's uh it's fucking nuts because I was always like I was always like that. Like I would work like you know fast food jobs and then. When you get to W two, you're like, "Fuck yeah, here it comes! Here's my here's my yearly windfall." And like yeah. first day, you get it. Like you do it so fast, you get your check in February. You're like the first dude mm. to get a check. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then now it's like you make a little more money, and all of a sudden Trump doesn't look like such a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, shit, man. Maybe we need these Republicans back in. Yeah, but I remember what- like. I like one year I made like thirty one hundred like thirty one thousand dollars that year or made mm-hmm. twenty nine thousand or something. Yeah. And I owed like six or seven grand in taxes. And I was like, how? Like how like <laughs> is that like is that like is the is my thirty one K really like am I causing so much expense in the like how go and then I see in the news that day like Amazon pays zero federal tax. I'm like, yeah. how is this fair? <laughs> weren't you the one? Then when you're, me, yeah, well, go ahead. No, weren't you the one telling me that the IRS just doesn't do billionaire taxes because it's too complicated? Yeah, yeah. So the IRS has been under budget. Like the budget keeps getting slashed anytime. Like the just they decide to, um, like uh, do the new budget where they're trying to save money and stuff. They always mm-hmm. cut the IRS. Like because everybody hates the IRS. Yeah. So now the IRS literally like they don't have enough money to like go after a billionaire because yeah. a billionaire can just lie, tie him up in court for years and years and years. Right. So they just randomly pick people who make like 71,000 a year because they know if they send them a thing game, like, hey, you're being audited, they'll be like, like oh, shit, take whatever you want. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So there's all these tax criminals who are just cheating and lying and stealing. And the government, the IRS can't even afford to prosecute them. So they go after someone making no money. So yeah. they like have to turn in all the receipts and they're like, actually, you claimed 
that, you know, you made 60K last year, but, you know, 2,000 of your deductions weren't, you know, we can't accept them. So now you paid 62 a year. So now you have to pay the extra difference on the taxes and then you have to send them in a check. So it's like, it's just, it's absolutely insane the way that it, it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fucking, it's so nuts. It's, it's insane how different it is for fucking billionaires. Like it, it's, it's just such a different world, man. Like you just make mm-hmm. a call, you make a call, you call some people and, uh, that's pretty much it, man. It's fucking- you basically have to do like some extremely and out in the open illegal shit for you to get in trouble. Yeah. Like you have to be like Jordan Belford from Wolf of Wall Street, where you're literally having parties in during office hours where there's drugs and cocaine and like yeah. midget tossing and things for anybody to be like, Hey, maybe we should go and investigate that guy. Cause if right. he was all buttoned up and they were all wearing suits and like none of that shit was happening, no one would have been like, Hey, we should go investigate that guy. They yeah. just saw him being an insane person. So they're like, Hey, you know what? This guy's doing some shit. Clearly. Yes. The power of a good suit, man. It's just fucking like yeah. everybody. I th- I heard John Mulaney talk about that where he was like, I don't know. He was trying to get into some building. His dad and his dad and him were trying to walk into some building and he said, put on a nice suit, put on all this stuff. And uh, some guy was trying to walk into the building and couldn't get past security because he was like dressed down. And the guy didn't even ask uh, his father for he, his father just looked at them and just went right through. And yep. that guy wasn't supposed to be there at all. Like his dad wasn't yeah. supposed to be there at all. And he was like, he looked at him and he goes, the power of a good suit. <laughs> just like... <laughs> When you it's pair so that with some though. white skin, oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> white skin and a good suit, woo, <laughs> you're unstoppable. You take over the country if you want. <laughs> Imagine those capital rioters had been in suits; they would have been, yeah. <laughs> they would have been working there by the end of the day. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi would have like gave the, another person the gavel. All right, you, yeah. you, you it's your I job now. You're supposed to be in here. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I don't know. Um, have you seen this uh this thing this like story i guess there's like and i I apologize for sounding so ignorant but like apparently there's like a rise of like asian american hate crimes Mm -hmm. i guess because like um so let me see if i i saw this story today um was it the thing in georgia i think so right um at a spa right Eight yeah. people killed in Atlanta area shootings at massage parlors. So this yeah, guy it was goes like to, more than one. This guy went to a bunch of them, I guess, from what yeah. I understand. So, yeah, he's 21. What an idiot. He just fucking threw away his life for some probably QAnon type level conspiracy. Yeah. He's basically like a, you know, China flu guy who thinks Asians gave. Uh, Created it in a lab and sent it to us on purpose and. So now he's going. So, so let me go to a massage parlor and shoot up like the people that are least connected to the the issue. It just shows you how racist that guy is because he's like, "Where can I find some Asians quick?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you didn't want to look at the thing, but yeah. If you look at, it, I don't know if you can Google him, but like, if you look at a piss picture, he's got like the you know he's got the classic weird shooter haircut but he also has the beard the long neck beard and uh it's actually maybe it's just like a chin it's almost like an amish beard it just hangs really low from his chin yeah. and it's like 
at any point do you like while that's growing do you go oh shit i'm starting to get like <laughs> creepy shooter beard like let me let me change my hair and values real quick <laughs> the, the question is is like is the guy like a normal guy then his beard grows in and he's like i have this weird urge <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like i think i need a gun i don't I know think i need I'm to go about. who am i mad at <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a fucking sad thing. It's like, but uh, yeah. Well, it's like everything's starting to reopen now, so we're going to get the mass shootings back. Yeah. Well, we're back, baby. I mean, yep. yeah, he's, he tweeted, apparently. No, maybe I guess he didn't. Governors and senators are tweeting about it. But to, I don't, I don't even know. It's just funny. Like, I bet that same guy was like a month ago was like, this is all a hoax. And now Mm -hmm. he's like shooting people over. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to get too dramatic with like the conspiracies because I I feel like honestly, it's like gun owners. Like most groups of people are mostly even if they're unreasonable and like their beliefs and like the pedophiles are like whatever. They're not like violent and dangerous people. But then like when a movement gains enough steam it like can like suck in like vulnerable idiot like people who have nothing going on in their life and they're like mm-hmm. they're like fuck it uh, what do I have to live for I might as well go do you know whatever terrible thing yeah and like that's when it gets crazy it's like gun owners it's like I grew up with so many gun owners and I know so many gun owners and they're all obsessed with guns they're yeah. like obsessed with them and they think that like the only thing keeping the government from completely uh, taking away all of our rights is the fact that they have guns and uh, all these things. They're always like, Oh, you know, Hitler took away the guns and then he did what he did. And Stalin took away the guns and then he did what he did. And they really truly believe it. But like none of those people are actually the problem. Like they hoard guns and they have weird beliefs, but like, they're not like, they're not the ones who do shit like this. They only, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the fucking crazies. So it is hard to I saw this it's I saw this meme or whatever that was basically like making fun of um, uh, conservatives mm-hmm. uh, and they basically said like uh, basically saying like making fun of conservatives and the fact that they're like they want to ban gun or they want to ban um, drugs and they're like we need to ban drugs we need to ban abortions we need to ban all this other stuff but then when it comes to guns they're like guys banning stuff doesn't work. <laughs> yeah but i was thinking yeah, though like easy easy yeah but i was thinking though you could easily just flip that on its head though and attack the other side with the same argument yeah because liberals are like dude drugs should be legal abortion should be legal guns need to be taken away it's like yeah you could do the exact same thing where you're like hey but right. banning stuff doesn't work remember so what is what is banning guns gonna actually do yeah. banning my stuff doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> yeah banning the things that i want yeah, it's fucking yeah, it's, stupid. That's very true. I, I, I always like the Hitler argument because it's, it's not I like it, but it's just I've been thinking about this for a while. It's like Hitler is like a the American boogeyman that we'll never get over because like it, the every time there's like a left or right, and this is probably a good thing, honestly. Like we like we haven't forgotten about it. So like anytime there's something happens, like, like Obama becomes president, um, 
conservatives are like, oh my God, he's turning into the new Hitler. We got to, we got to push back. And then Trump becomes president. Oh my God, he's turning the new Hitler. We got to push back. And it's like, it's a constant fear of, which I guess is a good thing. It's like, you don't want to like fall into it again, um, ever again, but it's just, it is just funny. Maybe not funny, but just like, it is interesting how that guy specter has, it, he's made that fucking impression on us forever in a way that it just gets so watered down it's like how many times can we call a a leader hitler and then like it mean anything anymore you know i've been thinking about that all that's recently like a lot just the idea of watering down stuff and even in the sense of like comedy and stuff like uh, you know um mlms multi-level marketing schemes there's all these companies so basically, an MLM is essentially a pyramid scheme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're. Yeah, it's. it's I think you're it, talking about a person. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> there's a MLMs. lady named Emma who <laughs> has her own multi-level marketing scheme. No, there. Uh, you know, it's like there's companies like Tupperware. Yeah. There's companies like whatever. Yeah. They basically sell. They basically recruit like house housewives to sell their shit for them. Yeah. But the way it works to an effective level of Tupperware is like they, like they make money when essentially what happens is, is the, the, the person, like if you decide to sell Tupperware, you're encouraged to recruit somebody else. And like, that's how really how you make your money. Like right. if you're selling, if you're just selling the products, you don't get as much money as if you, cause you always get a piece of the next person you recruit. Right. Right. So you recruit them and then you get a piece. So the way for you to really make money is to recruit. But what happens is, is like, you know, it'll be like a neighborhood and like one mom will start selling Tupperware and then she'll recruit the next mom and the next mom and the next mom. And now when you have like a neighborhood and there's like 15 houses selling Tupperware, now there's like no value in you yeah. selling Tupperware. Like you right. killed the value of it. Yeah. So like th- there's just like it's over exact, you know, it's just an oversaturation in the market. Yeah. And I kind of think like like comedy is becoming that with like TikTok and yeah. how like everybody is trying to make a 30 to 60 second video and they're trying to like get famous through it and they're trying to get followers, but like Mm -hmm. it's completely watered down the value of having a follower because now everybody has followers. You're right. So it's like, we know people who have a TikTok who has like 200,000, 400,000, 500,000 followers and it means nothing. <laughs> they can't, they, yeah. Like literally nothing. Like even to them, <laughs> even to them, especially to them, they're just as miserable. And, yes. and it's like, it actually, it's like, we've completely watered down the value of like, and I just think that like people who wait mm-hmm. and put stuff out like Chappelle, Chappelle doesn't put out 30 second videos, 60 second yeah. videos. He'll like go cold and dark for like a month or two or six yeah. months or seven months or even a year or 10 years before. And like, but whenever he releases something, it's like, ooh, there's a new yeah. Chappelle thing out. And I think that like that's the way to be because we're just everything is just watered down, and no one takes their time with anything. Everything is just like, how can we just quickly diarrhea out a sketch because it's <laughs> it's Thursday and it's three o one p.m. and the and algorithm Meghan says Markle if you post, a- yeah, and Meghan Markle is in the news, so let's make a Meghan Markle sketch about this, and we can mix it with something else that's in the news, like murder hornets, and then we will like make this sketch, right. and it, it'll barely be even coherent, debatably if it's funny at all, probably not. Even if it is funny, who cares? It's not going to mean anything in two months. Yeah, like, it's completely disposable. And also, yeah, like the disposable. people who the people who comment on it will be like ah ha, 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 thousand laugh emojis, but really they're just it's not even like laughter. It's just the 
um, not, it's the, the acknowledgement. It's just acknowledging, yeah. oh, those are all things that are happening right now. Yeah. And it's like the people who are watching it aren't even like attentive audiences because yeah. they're just on an app where they're going to watch 41 one minute videos in a row because they're mm-hmm. it's before bed or they're taking a dump. So like when they see something that they like, like they don't just go, they don't, it doesn't, it just, it almost doesn't mean anything to them. They just like it, comment on it maybe, or they send it to their friend maybe. Yeah. But then they're on to the next video. And by the time they get to like six videos later, they completely forgot about your video because they're right. just recycling through. It's like this weird rat race where, you know, and like it, comedy is kind of like, it just sucks right now. And it's partly because of the pandemic. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, people are doubling and tripling down on internet presence because they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forget why we went on this tangent. Something to do with oversaturation. Just watering down the Hitler <laughs> metaphor. Oh yeah, this this all came from Hitler, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you you water it down, like you water it down when every new president's the next Hitler. It's like, God, dude, it's like it doesn't mean anything anymore. And then I feel like it's more likely to actually happen because it's like crying wolf, you know. And the next time someone actually is Hitler, and it's like, oh come on, you said that about the last four guys. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We're talking about watering down stuff. I just, um, I watering down wokeness is really funny to me too, because like people are getting, I, we talk about this all the time, but I just saw this tweet today. I, did you see the Grammys with where Bill Burr said? something? <laughs> it's funny that I've heard a dozen people talk about this and almost every single one of them said the exact same thing I said is I didn't even know the Grammys were on. <laughs> uh, so like, I did, it's I funny how like live entertain or the award show aspect is just completely, it's like, who gives a fuck? Right. Um, but I, I didn't see what he said. I just saw Bill Burr was trending for presenting a Grammy and I assumed yeah. he said something crazy. Because yeah. like, why wouldn't you? It's like, yeah, whatever. It's like you but, asked Bill Burr to present a Grammy. What did you think was right. going to happen? I didn't even YouTube the clip. Like uh, that's, I just, <laughs> I just saw, I just, just saw the, out- it was silly. <laughs> yeah. I just, out- I just saw the outrage, the Twitter <clears throat> outrage. And I was like, okay, he said something. I'm not sure what he said, but I'm, I'm guessing it was not that, that bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then one of, uh, um, Someone I follow retweeted uh, this guy, um, Claiborne Griffin. And this is one of the most insane, like, so woke it's racist tweets. Like, <laughs> this oh, guy, man. he posted, while I'm not suggesting Bill Burr is a racist, a white man having a non-white wife can sometimes be a sign of racism. So you shouldn't assume someone isn't racist just because they have they own a minority sex servant. They may wa- very well have one because they're racist. Oh, my which, God. Which is so racist. It's saying that this, it's probably not racist, but it's it's just suggesting that his wife is has no agency whatsoever. And she, oh, my God. It's so insulting to her. I know. That's the most insulting thing. And then that, my friend, my friend posted like, imagine thinking this, typing this, tweeting it, sleeping on it, seeing it again and leaving it up for three days. And that Dude, was like, I, I posted, I was like, imagine being so woke that you make it all the way back around to racist. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm so not racist that I think mixed marriage is called cultural appropriation. Like that's yeah. insane. God, dude, that's something we've talked about so much on this podcast is like you get so woke that you become racist. It's like, Oh my God. It's, it's like that. Oh, I, there's so many examples, but 
It's 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 it's. Bo- I don't understand how you don't have, like, I, I guess what it is is like the there's no cognitive dissonance kicking in, yeah. and it's because like the the act of owning the other side is such a fucking like desirable thing that people just try to own the other side no matter what. Yeah. So when they see something's racist, they try to come up with a new way why it's racist to right. act like like they invented this new form of racism or they're the first person to observe it and they can like yeah. attack it and be like, actually, if you think about it, this is also racist because it's a, uh, it's, it's a ses- cultural cesspool, dude. It's, it's, the, like, it's it, you're trying to be a, a Twitter philosopher slash psychologist and have a mic drop moment all at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, you're not smart enough not to, to, to handle all that. And secondly, I think a person like that is, this is a white guy, obviously, but I think a person like that, to me, I've always go, if you think about race that much, like you're something's up, that guy yeah. is thinking like he has the idea in his head constantly. Like I'm white and black people are not as good as me. And I feel so guilty about that. That's what he's thinking all the time. And that's why he has to go. Like, I feel guilty that I'm so much better than black people. <laughs> I'm so much better. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how much better I am than them. And it's not fair. And I think I should <laughs> work on their behalf because they are so worse off than me. And well, it, it's, it's, uh, you had that joke a long time ago, like, you know how they get, and it's like yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> jokes. And it's so true because it's like the outrage is very, just has so little to do with black people and how well, like, what can we do to make black people's lives better? It has so not at all anything to do with that and more to do with actual, their perception of it. Cause this is what happened in that guy's head. That guy goes, I really want to say Bill Burr's a racist, but I have these rules in my head that make it to where someone cannot be racist because of something. So like he has a black wife. So shit, that's a rule I have that if he has yeah. a black wife, he can't be racist. It's like, no, that's not true though. Yeah. Like, no, like you're the one coming up with this weird parameter where you want to attack Bill Burr for being racist, but your own mind comes up with the defense. Well, his wife's black. And then you go, well, how can I get around that? How can, how can I, I get around that? the fact that his wife's black? Oh, I know. It's a, she's a sex slave. This is about, and it's like, dude, you just, you really just came up with your own racist yeah. thought in that tweet. Like that was you, you invented yeah. all of it. <laughs> you just inceptionized yourself into being racist by trying not to be racist. I posted a thing in the, the group chat this morning. It was like, this person tweeted out like social justice, whatever the fuck you know, not even social justice, just like these like weird emotion people. And it says, destroy the concept that your teen years are supposed to be fun. And once you hit 25, you're old and it's over. Some of us had to heal from trauma during our teens and and early 20s and would like to begin a good life without constantly being told it's too late. Who's telling you And I'm like, you invented all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody says 25 is old. No one says it's too late to have a good life. You're literally inventing problems that like don't exist at all. And like, no one is saying that there's nobody saying that at all. You, you feel that way for whatever reason. It's because you feel that way. It's you telling yourself that you're too old. No one's telling you that. It's yeah. just so, and it's, I feel like, and this is my conspiracy theory about it. I feel like all these people, like we've, um, attacked privilege for so long, uh, re, you know, we're not so long. So recently we've gone up after people with privilege 
And like the one like wild card you can put, you know, draw for, you know, card you can put up if you are a privileged person, if you're a white or, or, or um, if you're a white man or woman, the one thing you can say is, is trauma. You can claim yeah. trauma. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, whoa, he's not privileged. She's not privileged over. anymore. Yeah, because she's experienced trauma. So I think that like there's these groups of people who want to just like act like they're on the outside looking in and they want to feel like, you know, they are also. Um, you know, they, they are also oppressed because like, that's like the thing to go after, you know, oppressors right now. And the one way that they get the free pass on their white skin and, you know, is yeah. to just be like trauma. I have trauma in my life. I've experienced trauma. And then and it's it, like, dude, all criticism ends. Yeah. He's like, dude, I was handed a gun when I was like eight and we learned <laughs> to live off the land. We you know, like what the, f- like, that's like, what the fuck? Like that, if anybody had trauma, I'm just saying, and I, I don't live my life like that. It's I mean, come on. it's it's uh it's people that lack specialness. Um, yeah, it's just you know needing something to be special about. And like I've always said it, man. Like I've been, I've kind of had this theory, and I'm probably wrong. I'm just a dumb dude. I don't know what I'm talking about. But here's my theory: is that when Paris Hilton started becoming famous. It was the first time it was the first time somebody become famous for being famous. And then we saw the Kardashians, the Kardashians were famous for being famous. And I think a lot of people want to be famous, but they don't have any talent or skill. And so they like in order to deflect criticism for wanting to be famous for nothing, you pick up some kind of, you know, trauma or struggle or something that is in incriticizable uncriticizable that you can hold up and then people will you know you get to be famous without having any of the blowback or the the, Uh, yeah all the guilt of the vanity of it yeah the one that pops out to me is amber rose yeah um so i learned about amber rose back in like 2007 or 8 Mm-hmm. And I, the way I found out about her was one of my black friends showed me a picture of her on his phone. And he said, bro, she doesn't have any hair anywhere on her body. <laughs> and he showed me a picture <laughs> of her. And I was like, okay. all right, cool. <laughs> and like, she's like, this is hot. And then like, she started fucking rappers. Yeah. Right. And like, she was just like, she was one of the first, like, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, talk out of school on her story, but from what I gather, she's like one of the first people who were like hot on the internet and then got to fuck celebrities because they were yeah. hot on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's true. So if it's not, I apologize to, to her. But one of the things that I found funny is that like after a few years, her fame started kind of dying a little bit. And then she started this like anti slut shaming thing. Yeah. And she's talking about like being objectified and things like that. Literally in an interview, she was doing like an interview with some, it was, it was, I want to, was it Fallon? I don't even know if it was Fallon. Maybe this is too crass for even Fallon or whatever, but the, the interview was basically her. She was being interviewed on one of those shows, like a watch what happens live type of environment where it's kind of like fun and quirky or whatever. And she's sitting there. Like the reason why she's on the show is to talk about her anti slut shaming um, platform and her slut March and how like, women get objectified by men and then literally i shit you not the next segment was a game of what 
objects can we balance on Amber Rose's ass? <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. bro, you don't want to be an object. You're turning yourself into a desk, you fucking <laughs> idiot. You're literally trying to you're you're turning your ass into furniture for something to be rested upon. What are you talking? Yeah. Like you're doing this to yourself. <laughs> like I don't yeah. like yes, there are shitty men with shitty sexist thoughts and misogyny and all this other shit. And there is a double standard when it comes to like a guy could fuck fifty women and he's awesome and a woman doesn't and she's a slut. Totally, totally understandable. Totally real. But like I highly question her motives, even though mm. she is talking about something that's not untrue. But like mm. I just feel like she found a way to be like, ooh, I can just talk about this, and then that means I can't be called a slut ever again. Right. Even if I'm doing something no so matter funny. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I am fucking here doing this. So I don't know. It's yeah. And that's bananas. her prerogative, man. You get to do that, but it is, it is hilarious. Like, um, so Megan, the stallion just won a, a bunch of Grammys and her song. She's on the song with Cardi B wop wet ass pussy. Yeah. And, uh, if I wrote that whole hold music joke now, it would be that song. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be the punchline would have yeah. to be that song and it would almost be hack like i would be a hack right. for doing that one um but uh but um I, it was funny because i think she was on saturday night live she had performed on saturday night live by herself and the grammy's performance she did was just like insane they're like scissoring each other and stuff and yeah. i was just not, i have no problem with it i just was yeah. laughing at how insanely like just ratchet it was yeah. <laughs> and it was this is on cbs <laughs> like, <laughs> like colbert has to follow it <laughs> yeah it's like colbert and also every like boring vanilla sitcom that's on yeah. the air is just right. like so then that happens and it's like um it, it's just really funny but she was on snl and a couple of weeks back or whatever and she performed her song like savage nasty that whatever her song is and it's just very funny but like in the middle of the song like she's singing this ratchet like you know it's a song my pussy whatever and uh in the middle of the song she just goes it stops everything and then just does this whole thing black women are proud we are like this social justice <laughs> no. and you just go, what you're not the person (laughs) you know black women i'm savage nasty (laughs) it's just oh my god dude that would be like in the middle of like a macho man randy savage fucking slim jim (laughs) commercial he he pops out of it for a second to tell you about abortion or something you'd be like what are you doing dude you're you're not the guy (laughs) right and the it's, thing about the the, the wet ass pussy thing is like there was a time where like the moral majority of the country they were called like the Reagan people, the Republicans and stuff, and the Reagan Democrats. There was like this like tight ass, you know, like it's like the George George Carlin um, seven dirty words were like, oh my, you can't say those words. Yeah, but like that era is so gone, and like yeah. there is literally no stigma to saying terrible words or like. No, they're not at all. So like WAP basically is like, it's like dancing in the end zone after you scored on like a little league team or something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So like the fact that you, you come out of that to talk about, you know, anything in in terms of like trying to be like a, a person who's like talking about causes and stuff. It's like, it's just so bananas backwards. It's so silly. Yeah, it is. I don't know, but it's just funny because like you get, you do get criticized for like, 
for saying that like uh like if cardi b comes out and he's like you know we strong women and i just want to show you a strong woman who made it and all this stuff and i'm like sure but <laughs> you made it a certain way like you know like yeah. and in in all honestly the, honestly there's really there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but at the same time it's like i don't know like are you it's just weird to be like you can do you could be a doctor and a lawyer if you're a woman like use my example of showing my ass to I started a off as a, and a lawyer I started off as a stripper yeah <laughs> and I like, became a rapper and then became yeah um, right show me show me the doctor who's like I started off as a stripper and now I'm a doctor <laughs> like yeah that's, that's an interesting story yeah and it's like I'm not not the shit on anybody who is a stripper or anything but like no there is like you know that's an honest way to make money and uh and people might prude people might say it's like shitty and stuff right um i will say like i always find it funny when like the they go you know how empowering being a stripper is Mm -hmm. and i'm like that might be true while you're stripping but like the minute you have to get on your hands and knees and pick up one (laughs) dollar bills off the ground (laughs) that's gone dude that's no way you're like this is so empowering (laughs) yeah the dignity goes pretty fast (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's no way yeah and you're in yeah a g-string you're like in the minimum amount of clothes picking up one dollar bills yeah it's not even 20s it's ones like ones and meanwhile, oh, everybody else is looking at a different person now. <laughs> like once the song's over, yeah, yep. I know what you mean. That it's it is weird, uh, but I mean, it's an avenue. Uh, you can't yeah. you can't be mad at it. I mean, like if Mike Pence can start off as a fucking AM political talk DJ and become the vice president, yeah. and Donald Trump can be whatever the fuck he was and become president. Why can't a stripper yeah. become a rapper? <laughs> like, there's yeah. no reason, you know, there's Absolutely. no reason to say you can't, but, um, and also you know, why I, can't a stripper become an activist president? <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's also like, God, that would be the funniest thing. If like literally in like 25 years or 30 years from now, like there's females running for president or like, oh, yeah, I used to strip whatever. Yeah. I mean, that would actually be a pretty good sign that we've like Probably. come very far, but it would be funny. It would be. And here's the thing. That's the thing that like, uh, that people don't get. It's like, just cause we need to bring back the word teasing instead of making yeah. fun. Cause nobody wants to be made fun of, but like, I'm just teasing you. It's like, yeah. there's no harm in that. Like, so, so the idea of like teasing somebody about their past is one thing like making fun of them is like a different one like it's, yeah it's, like, it's okay to like laugh about this stuff like yeah there's one Chappelle's special where he goes uh where he's talking about like Sp- um black people like chicken and watermelon and um spanish people like rice and beans he's like it's not a reason to hate a motherfucker it's funny <laughs> but like that one thing <laughs> The one thing is so great to me. He's like a woman, you know, a woman who is a stripper becoming president. He's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's funny. It is funny. I think that's his whole thing with like trans people and stuff. Yeah. He's like, I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with it, but like there was a guy and now with a woman. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Right, and it's yeah. like, you, and it, it's, and then like the thing that makes that funnier in, in his mind I think I don't want to speak for him, but like is like the incessant like you can't make fun of them, dude. You can't yeah. do it, and it's like that. Like 
makes it to where you're like, well, fuck, now it's even funnier than I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to be the, everybody's too sensitive, but it's also like, you know, just it loving, loving teasing is okay. And you know, yeah. we don't all need to take ourselves so seriously, I guess. I, that's the thing too, is like, we're in this moment where everybody takes themselves way too seriously. And I think that like, there's a difference between being able to make fun of something and belittling something. Right. And you can make fun of anybody in a way that's not belittling to who they are as a person. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to say like Chappelle necessarily did or didn't do that or anything or what his intentions were. But with anybody else, it's like when they say, oh, you can't make fun of this person. It's like you're admitting that they're not equal to you. Like they're so, you know, their lives are so hard that, you know, we can't make fun of them. You can make fun of me, though. You know, like you're almost like saying you're you're stronger, you're better. And it like, I don't know what I was, what I was saying before. It's like a person who this, that white guy who's like, you know, those white people, those black people, they're just so much worse off than me. They're just so down below me. I wouldn't dare to make fun of them. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're, your heart's in the right place, but you're, you're, yeah, it's just, you're belittling like a lot of people who you're speaking for them when you shouldn't be speaking for them, I guess is all it is. But we've seen it. I mean, we've seen this shit with the woke stuff going so far. We saw that one thing you posted in the group chat is like the fucking poet laureate, um, Amanda Gorman. Gorman. Yeah. Um, She like someone was going to they were going to translate her work into like Dutch or something. Yeah, Uh, Dutch, Dutch, Swedish. And uh, yeah. And they put they hired like a, a, a Swedish dude to like do the translation and it was like how dare you you need to pick a black person to to translate her poetry to this and i'm like but like you could like you can just use a machine too you know (laughs) you can just copy and paste (laughs) all of it into but like there's something about you know what i mean like i don't get why it's all of a sudden a thing and we it goes down this road where it's literally like if it's a black poet writing it the, pl- the translator should also be black and right. it go- it creates this weird it's like your heart's in the right place because you want black people to have work you do and, mm-hmm. and there's been so many instances where white people got jobs over black people um and it's not been fair and shitty things like that but like we're creating this like this thing where it's like the next thing you know it's going to be like well black kids should only be taught by black teachers maybe they should have their own schools and then from there it's like maybe they should have their own restaurants like why is a white cook cooking for a black guy it should be a black person and then it's like back to where we were and i don't get like i just it's just like to me it's like not helpful to go down that road right yeah it's yeah it's it's a weird like backwards racism kind of thing it's just and it's we see it like a lot now where like um like Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. It's great. Yeah, and then she he's, divorced her. He's his wife. I saw one of the I saw one of the funniest fucking comments. I don't know if I sent it to you, but <laughs> one of the funniest comments is like, um, so it's just the headline. It says Elliot Page um, divorces wife, and then the first comment was the balls on this brick. <laughs> I was like. See, that's funny. That's just funny. <laughs> that's genius. <laughs> but it would Nothing be belittling about that. That's just fucking funny. She just transitioned an hour ago. Now she's Elliot and she's divorcing her female wife. 
like and now she's funny she's, to be like the balls on that one man and uh, and now she's subject to all the shit that men get for <laughs> for their shitty behavior right yeah i what wonder like she's... if the you know, like then the divorce hearings like if the now that he's a man it's like oh <laughs> Ooh, get ready you're gonna get, yeah, you're gonna get bent over in court baby <laughs> they're gonna she's take taking your, everything they're, they're gonna take your nuts before you get them <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to give her one of your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's, I was thinking about it last night because he's on that show, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, great like, show. Right, so if they go forward with the season, the character is female, right? Unless yeah. they just go like, well, the character transition. Yeah. But then again, maybe they just go like the character's female it's a male actor playing it, but then doesn't that open up the controversy of like, we got male actors playing female parts. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. dude. Scarlett Johansson got fired for that. Come on. You can't, it's like, it goes back to wokeness out of control. It's like Scarlett Johansson is going to play a trans person. So like everybody went crazy. Yeah. And And then they shut down the movie. (laughs) And the movie never happened. That trans person story never got told. So you have less trans representation. Yep. And the thing, if you really want to boil it down, the reason why, you denied a part for Scarlett Johansson is because of her gender. Mm-hmm. So you're so woke that yeah. you literally are denying jobs because if she's a woman, that's what you did. You fucking yeah. idiots. Well, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's just so funny, man. Like, um, yeah, how that works. I, I don't know, man. I, I wonder, I, I always wonder if it gets better or if there's like a, I wonder if there's a delineation, like if, if there's ever a period where we look back and go like, like if you're watching a movie about the 2020s or whatever, or the 2010s and like one of the jokes in the movie is about how woke everyone was because in the future we're like, not woke. like, you know, how in, you know, in any eighties movies they're, you know, fucking wearing like, I don't know. What do they wear? Like jean jackets or something. Jean jackets are like, yeah, whatever the fuck those weird sweaters or whatever. Yeah. You look yeah, at that yeah. and be like, Oh my God, everybody was wearing those back then. And now like, I wonder if those in the movies that de- depict the 2010s are going to be like, Oh my gosh, can you believe everybody cared about this stuff so much? Or like everybody's so yeah. crazy. I hope so. I hope again. I mean, it, you know, everything feels permanent, but and it's always not, yeah. there's such, there's always zeitgeist, zeitgeist shifts and people start caring about new things and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, the one thing is like for the longest time from like at least like us growing up, you know, in the the nineties into the two thousands into up until the last five years or maybe 10 years, I've always thought like the, the Democrats like are winning the culture war. Yeah. You know, like kids are always a little bit more liberal and like in schools, they're taught to be a little bit more open-minded and like uh, in terms of like Republican stoicism and like, the morals that they claim to have and, and support those things are on the way out. Yeah. But I feel like the shift has kind of happened where like with Trump right. and stuff is like, I almost feel like the, the Republicans are now winning the culture war because of how insane cancel culture has become and how they can kind of just use it to discredit all of the people on the left. Yeah. And the people, cause people on the left don't fight against it either. They're just like, yeah. Hey, the only one is like Bill Maher. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, really. So, um, so like, anyway, I was just, I, I almost feel, I always wonder. And then like, you see like the next generation of kids are like so much more conservative 
than we were and not politically necessarily but like in terms of like you can't say this you can't say that word prudishness yeah they're very like prude is a good word um you almost wonder you almost could see like there being like a ronald reagan type of like moralist president coming down the pike where they're just (laughs) like you know completely just their stance is just like this weird Christian moralism, but now it's shifted into be like woke moralism right. or something, or yeah, or, or maybe even the other way. Like I don't it wouldn't know. be it. Would, yeah, it would be the exact opposite. It would be like the opposite spectrum of Ronald Reagan. It would be like a woke, like it would be like a transgender, non-binary, woke. I don't know. I think those are two things are oxymorons, but like yeah, like a non-binary, um, whatever, like person who's super atheist super woke anti-racist tattoos <laughs> who becomes president and it, to like get on the thing and then like bans any kind of like uh problematic language and stuff and starts yeah out, and then introduces crack back into the black community <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's one consistency they're like yeah, yeah we're, the come on <laughs> can't sell you that good pastime yeah. <laughs> that's what this country is built on everybody get your free crack um <laughs> i think on that note that's a good yeah. way to end i know yeah anyway tell them where, you, where they can find you what uh go to five youtube youtube.com slash nick whitmer um I'm done posting, like I kind of alluded to earlier, I'm done posting like the fucking, the rat race of being a content monkey where you're just posting 30 second videos. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop all that shit and I'm just going to put out stuff on YouTube that I I'm proud of and that I take my time making. And that's the only way to do it. I think in terms of like something that makes me happy. So stand up's coming back. I got my first vaccine shot on Friday and I'm going to get the next one in April. So by the middle of May, I feel like most people will start to get vaccines and I'll be back doing stand up. So you can find video clips of that when it comes back. And then, um, you know, sketches and things like that, that I, that I care about it. My YouTube channel. Thank you. How'd the first vaccine go? Did you get sick afterwards? Oh dude. Instant autism. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking I, uh, just a sore arm. That's all. Oh yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, well, good for you getting vaccinated. Um, your father would be very unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be very disappointed in you. <laughs> None of those Bill Clinton training stuck. <laughs> you can find me at ChristianRandComedy.com. My album, King Latif, is available on all streaming services. Thank you guys so much. Like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Sorry about last week. We're trying to make up for it this week. Thanks so yep, much. And I think Brad will be back next week too. He's, he's having he technical difficulties will. today and he said he's going to go buy something that'll fix it. So he'll right be on. back next week. Um, All right. Thanks guys. <laughs>